What is happening, you beautiful bastard? It looks like your brain is hurting. Fucking bamboozled. You're just not smart enough to grasp it. Well, they, uh, trust me, I've had that thought quite a few times. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Beautiful Bastards. Jerry, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Just been enjoying uh, the attempted coup on the news. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was lovely last night. Uh, yeah, it was a wild time. I, For those of you who don't know, uh, in our personal lives, we've kind of seen this coming, Grizz and I, but we were certain it was 10 to 20 years off from yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we, we, we were more around the 10-year line, and I'm still yeah. thinking there's something bigger coming. Well, I guess we'll find out. We're going to yeah. keep it light today. Thank we're gonna God. Touch on, uh, we're going to touch on a subject that we actually spoke a little bit about back in episode two with Farts on Venus. We're talking about time travel and relativity. And how much that I don't believe in it, and Jerry does. <laughs> uh, I, find it, I find it hard to understand, Grizz, why you don't believe in relativity. Tell me more. I believe in relativity. Uh, I also, I both of us, I I would say, are very scientific people. I'll I'll buy that. I'm scientific, and I'm just a skeptic at heart. If I don't, I I believe in things I can't see. I, I do plenty of that. I'm heavy into electrical. Like I have no issue with things I can't see. I I don't care about not being able to see atoms. But I, when you haven't, we haven't been able to prove things, so it's hard for me to really, you know, buy into the whole time travel thing. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, let's uh, kind of establish the base of everything that this episode is going to be about today, which is the theory of general relativity. Because without that, we don't have time travel. Shit, I thought it was going to be Time Cop. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Was it 92? 94. 94. Okay, so I saw... So I... I watched it, and I may have seen it one more time, so I really can't even tell you what it's about, other than a time cop. It's amazing. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, that much I know. So you know it's a, someone who travels in time and kicks <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's a kicking cop through time. All right, so theory of relativity. Hit me with it. Uh, I'll just give it to you kind of in layman's terms. I like that. So the theory of general relativity, uh, it's basically the theory of geometric gravitation, which means it explains how gravity and gravitational effects of masses warp space-time. So, basically, it describes how everything interacts with gravity and how gravity interacts with everything around it. Because we don't really know what gravity is, do we, Jerry? No. No, we don't. But what we do know is what gravity does. So we can actually work with that information because we know how it interacts with space-time and how it causes objects with mass to behave. So if we know what it does, even though we don't know what it is... We can use it in calculations to determine how it plays into time travel, uh, which it, it plays into a lot more than time travel. Just this suits my narrative today. It suits mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I found an interesting, uh, an interesting quote from physicist John Wheeler, and I actually heard it from Neil deGrasse Tyson first. Uh, they, the way they describe gravity is space-time tells matter how to move, and matter tells space-time how to curve. And in this case, anything with matter has gravity. So gravity tells space-time how to curve. Okay. What does space-time mean to you? What does space-time mean to me? Yeah. Nothing, really. <laughs> because <laughs> for us to understand all of this conversation, you have to go into Einstein's theory of time travel, which he had a theory of time travel, if you didn't know that. I'm not intimately familiar with it. Really? Really. So I did a lot of research on Einstein this week because my whole point of view on all of this was how to debunk Jerry and his idea of time travel, which is really easy in one word. We haven't traveled anywhere in time yet. That's absolutely <laughs> wrong. We've traveled forward consistently our entire existence. We're doing it right now. True. That's not time travel. That's just called dying. <laughs> um, so Einstein's theory is that will give you a general basis is if you can go faster than the speed of light, you can essentially go back in time. You can't really go forward in time, at least the way he's saying it, but you can go back in time or almost slow time, right? So one of his theories was if you had five identical twins and one of them stayed on Earth, one of them flew out in a rocket at like 20, uh, 15% of the speed of light. 
or sorry, we'll say 25. Another one flew off at the speed of light, uh, 50% of the speed of light. And then another one at 75. And then finally one that it was at 99.999999. Because that's as fast as we can get, in theory. Because we always launch our babies into outer space as soon as they're born. Uh, Yeah, what else would you do with a baby? So, 70 years later, 80 years later, when the baby who stayed on Earth is about to croak and die, all of them magically return at the same time. Not magically, scientifically. It's not scientifically, because we can't do this test. Tell me more about this test we can't do. And there's multiple reasons, and we'll get into there. But so anyways, <laughs> they come back. And each ba- each child that comes back, the closer they got to light speed, so that remember that one that went out at 9999999? He's like two days old. And the guy who went out at 50% is like 30. And the guy who went out at 25% is like 60. But the guy who stayed on land was 80. And they, they were all born at the same time. To me, there's so many flaws with this. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. A, you can't prove any of this, because we can't fucking move at the speed of light. B, find any woman who's going to launch her children into space immediately. <laughs> well, it could also work with, uh, like, a 20-year-old. Because if they've got a twin who they don't particularly care about that much, uh, they could go off at some percentage of light speed and not care if they come back and their twin's dead, because that's probably what they're going to see. Well, to me, in general, you wouldn't have to, uh, like, it wouldn't have to, why does it have to be identical twins? It could be anyone. Speaking of which, we don't actually have to kill anyone anyway. We could just use a clock. Yeah, we're going to, we'll get into that in a second. But so his whole theory is based off of this, right? You have a guy, he's standing. Lightning strikes on equally distant points away from him, and the light hits him at the same time. Okay. But if someone is skyrocketing past him at the speed of light, which we can't fucking do, they'll (laughs) see those lights at different fragments. Yeah, because they're in a different position. To me, you know, I always thought anything that Einstein came up with was sound and perfectly, uh, you know, just genius. But this one, I have such a hard time wrapping my brain around. Because it just that, doesn't work. I think you're you're misunderstanding something here. It, that this part still is genius. You're just not smart enough to grasp it. Well, the, uh, trust me, I've had that thought quite a few <laughs> times this week and in life. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what this means is that the faster you go, the slower time passes for you, and the slower you go. No, sorry. Is that how it goes? No, you're a moron, Jerry. <laughs> yes. If you move faster, time for you is slower. But it's not. Hold on. If you slow down, time for you is faster. So if you're not moving, which we're always moving because we're on a moving celestial body. Yes. We'll call Earth's speed not moving for now. So if you go faster, as you were saying, time for you appears the same from your perspective. But time for you is actually moving slower. But it's not. It is. Because let's say you can move at the speed of light or faster than the speed of light. And you're... Something happens, we'll have a scene, and you're running away from it as fast as possible to the point where you're running faster than the speed of light. You haven't traveled back in time, you fucking jackass. You're uh, just seeing the light from time before. So that's a separate issue. Let, let me explain <laughs> why I believe moving near light speed will actually allow you to uh, experience time differently. And not necessarily experience it, because from your perspective, it doesn't change. From an outside perspective, you appear to not be aging and not really be moving forward chronologically. But you are. So as we discussed in episode two, the closer you get to the speed of light, the more mass, let's say just your body, the more mass your body has. So as you move further up this chain, let's say 25% the speed of light, you have more mass, 50% you have even more, and all the way up to 99.9%. Once you reach that level of mass, you're, I don't know, almost infinite amount of mass. But how is your mass changing? Is your mass changing or is the force on you changing? It's the mass. But listen, I'm not a physicist, so I can't really, I can't really give you any more details than that. We, really, we tried really hard to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show. Uh, so hard, we didn't even contact him. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I got 100% of what I asked for. <laughs> so, Neil deGrasse Tyson, thank you for your support. But it is a goal of ours. Before we even started this, both of us said we need to talk with this man. <laughs> so, let me finish what I was saying here about... Uh, the, more, the closer you get to the speed of light, the more mass your body has, which is one of the reasons why we can't go that fast, because the faster you go, the more energy you need, because you, you, you gain mass as you increase speed. Mm-hmm. 
And if you have more mass, you have more gravity. And gravity is what actually affects time. And gravity directly affects light. Uh, that was actually tested way back in 1919, which is a few years after Einstein's theories about all this stuff came out. So what they did, it was, uh, let's see, it was, a, it was a guy named Arthur Eddington. So in 1919, he led an expedition to Princip Island off the coast of Africa. And his partner, Andrew Cromlin, led a second expedition to Sobral, Brazil. And what they were doing was they both wanted to take pictures of a very long-duration total solar eclipse at the time. And they were essentially looking at things from a different angle, looking up at the sun. And this eclipse happened to align with the, uh, how do you say it, uh, the Hyades constellation? Uh, I might be butchering that. I don't know. I hope you are. So the constellation is behind the eclipse. The eclipse is in front of the Earth. And they're on the Earth looking at all, all of the things that are aligning right now. And they, they were actually able to measure how the gravity of the sun was affecting the light coming from that constellation and bending it around the sun. Kind of the same way you bend bullets in the movie Wanted. You remember that? Yeah, I, I understand everything has mass. And I understand light can have mass. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't... I can grasp that. Gravity affecting time doesn't make sense. Time isn't a thing. <laughs> it's... It's not a being. It's not a linear thing. It, it just... Are you trying to tell me that time is a man-made construct? Yes, like fear. Wrong. <laughs> no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, your body's still aging. Right. Because of time. Exactly. So, <laughs> the reason that gravity can affect time is because space and time are tied together. So, if you affect space, you affect time. It looks like your brain is hurting. <laughs> It, the problem is, you can say this, but how are we proving this? Uh, math, calculations, things you and I don't understand. <laughs> now, I'm here to debunk you, Jerry, and I'm fucking succeeding. <laughs> All right, so before you debunk me, let's talk a little bit about time travel in general. It's uh, kind of popular over the course of the last, I don't know, 40 years in pop culture, especially in film. Oh, hell yeah. Time travel is a fascinating thing, but... It is, and it's been done countless different ways, some more successful than others. Uh, but what movie comes to mind first for you when you think of time travel movies? I mean, I think if you asked anyone, it's going to say Back to the Future. So Back to the Future. Let's talk a little bit about how they travel through time, which is essentially in a very slow car. <laughs> 88 miles an hour, baby. <laughs> so basically they need uh, 88 miles an hour, a flux capacitor, and a DeLorean? For some reason, uh, because if you want to go fast, you choose the heaviest car you can. Absolutely. I think it's funny how everything back then, if they wanted it to be futuristic, it was just stainless steel and ugly as fuck. Oh my god! I, so I had to. I watched Time Cop for this, just because it's hilarious, and the fucking cars in that movie. So it's it, that whole movie is based off of 2004, and the cars are like, uh, if you took the. Um, the like destroyer things from Star Wars, you know, the giant triangle shaped fucking, oh, yeah, whatever the hell they were. And you use that whole theme, but in a car. <laughs> I actually, I remember those cars. Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. Absolutely awful. So, their basic premise was they used some, uh, some kind of voodoo magic mixed with science. And as long as you hit 88 miles an hour, you're going to somehow jump through, like, a, I don't know, a wormhole or something? Did they ever really clarify that? We don't need to figure this out, Jerry. They just did it. <laughs> they, okay, so they did it. But that introduces us to the, the major issue of every time travel movie, almost every one of them. The morals of time travel? Some of them get around this in various uh, creative ways, but it's what they call a causal loop. Uh, do you, did you come across this in your research at all? I did, yes. So a causal loop would be if something happens in your past and you decide you want to create a time machine to go back and change it, and you go back in time and you make that change, then it never happened and you never had a reason to create the time machine, so you never actually changed anything, which gets us into one of my favorite topics. You just split another multiverse. Uh, yes, so we're, we're diving down this fucking rabbit hole now, too. <laughs> yeah, so if you change the past... With you know, you make a time machine with the specific intention of changing the past, and you go and do it. You're gonna split the timeline. Now there's the original timeline where everything went wrong for you, and the new timeline where I guess everything went right for you. So now is is this your belief of how time travel goes down? Uh, this is my belief on the rules of time travel. I don't really know how we could do it. Okay. 
other than what the theories say, but I do believe in the issues with the causal loop. So you believe that there are multiple universes? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say. I, I'd have to say yes, I do. I believe in the multiverse. The multiverse? So there's some Jerry out there that's just smart as fuck and fat? Poor bastard. <laughs> I'm already short as it is. I don't think I could, I could really uh, pull off being fat. <laughs> the, the best idea I heard of the infinite loop is that your grandfather gives you a watch. Right? Right. You go back in time for whatever reason. You lose the watch, which then your grandfather finds, and then he gives you the watch. Where'd the watch come from? It's just it's just stuck in this this loop of time. Yeah. Uh that's actually got a different name. We're gonna get into that a little bit a little bit later, but uh in um in Back to the Future, uh in the first one he goes back for what purpose? Uh I don't remember. That's the one where he met his mother, right? Yeah. And he almost disappeared out of the photograph. That's right. Okay. So he goes back. I think he was chasing Biff back through time, right? No, he went back because um, Doc got murdered, right? Oh, I don't know. Look it up while we talk about it. God, we should have figured this out before. <laughs> so anyway, he goes back in time to basically prevent himself from not existing in the future. But what what he ends up happening is he goes and uh, he messes it up even further and damages his chances of his parents getting together and he starts to fade a little more. But then he ends up actually fixing it later on, getting his parents together after his mom, I think, tried to hook up with him. It's really creepy. Yeah, she did try to hook up with him. So he ends up fixing the problems, gets his parents back together, and all of a sudden he's a solid being again. He's not, he's not turning invisible. He's not fading away from existence. So that leaves you with the problem of that means that he's the reason his parents got together. Yeah. So now he is stuck in this loop where he's born, goes to the future, and has to go back and make sure he's born again at the same point in his life in this whole cycle. So if you're playing through an infinite cycle, you have to think there must be multiple universes where this is happening. It splits every time it happens. I didn't know that his mother was an overweight, depressed alcoholic. I apparently need to watch Back to the Future again. I think their their idea of overweight in the '80s was a little different. That's true. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of holes in that theory. For one, a DeLorean's not going to get you there. Yeah. So the whole the whole point was Doc was trying to show him what this thing would do. He had Doc had stolen plutonium from Libyan terrorists and. The terrorists arrive while he's showing uh, Marty this, and then they open fire and they kill Doc. So Marty goes into the DeLorean, not knowing that he's going back in time, and he goes back in time at uh, 88 miles an hour to 1955. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so he, he accidentally went back in time. That's what I thought. It's a little bit different. Okay, so let's see. There's a, there's a whole bunch of movies where this happened. Uh, not necessarily that exact thing, but going back in time. Uh, one that was also an accident was Planet of the Apes, which this one ties... I'm just going to go with uh, the original and the remake of the original. So they're roughly the same story. Astronaut goes into space, comes back to what he thinks is an alien planet run by apes, and it turns out he's on Earth 2,000 years into the future. This actually plays right into the whole theory of general relativity because he was going so fast on his spaceship that he was gone for 18 months, but that speed relative to Earth was actually 2,000 years of regular Earth time. So he comes back by the end of the movie... In case you haven't seen this movie, uh, this is a spoiler alert, but you should have seen it by now. It's 20 years old and 40 years old. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we can spoil all of these movies. If you haven't <laughs> seen any of them, sorry. <laughs> you probably don't care that we're spoiling it for you. So this is another situation of accidental time travel. Uh, I don't really, I, I like the movie, but I don't really like the idea of accidental time travel. I think it's kind of boring. I think time travel in general is usually a uh, poor writing tool. Uh, yeah, you can see that in Endgame, but we'll get to that in a minute. So this situation of accidental time travel, this guy goes forward in time, 2,000 years. Goes through, through a bunch of hijinks with monkeys. And uh, man, he's, pretty much, yeah, he's pretty much stuck in the future. There's no going back for him. So uh, there's no real science behind that other than directly the theory of general relativity. He went really fast, and that brought him into the future without aging. What I find interesting is if you really want to look hard, we have no clue because no one's ever time traveled. So we have no clue about how any of this works. No one that we know of. That's true. So there's a couple different things here. A, if we can time travel, where are the time tourists? Because you know we're going to fucking have them. You know Jeff Bezos would have gone back to like 19 fucking 83 to wear, you know, jump pants or something. <laughs> Do you really think that there would be time tourists? Oh, fuck. Dude, what have we not 
turn into a tourist industry. Hmm. We tried with that island with the uh, the primitive peoples who just kill everybody. We I think we gave up on that one. I, I did not hear about this. That sounds fascinating. Oh yeah, there's this primitive tribe on some island, and uh, they've been isolated up until I think the '60s, maybe maybe a little bit later than that, and. They had a bad experience with uh, non-native peoples, and now they kill everyone who lands on the island. I like it. And no questions asked. It's just, if they land there, they get killed. I mean, it makes sense. So that's kind of like time travel. Those people are stuck (laughs) in this little time loop from, I don't know, 5,000 years ago. But if you really, let's say this is... This is my idea of how it would work if it if it could and it can't. If you went back and you wanted to kill Hitler, you wanted to stop Hitler from ever starting the Holocaust. Good cause. Here's the thing. You go back, you murder Hitler while he's an art, artist student. You would never have known it any different in your history. You know what I mean? Like it would have already happened. And that's where you split the universe. So then it doesn't matter because your universe is still shitty. Then why go back in time? So I guess in that case, actually in most cases, you're really not going to fix anything. You're just creating an alternate timeline where said bad things didn't happen. So in the original timeline you came from, Hitler still did what he did. But in your new timeline, he did not. So So really, what you're telling me here, Jerry, is we're in the Matrix. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of which, I think the Matrix can be classified as a time travel movie. Nope. Now hear me out. Oh, I'll hear you. Just nope. Hear me out. Let's say time is relatively what it is when, they're, when you're not in the Matrix. Everybody's in their test tubes, and that's however many hundreds or thousands of years into the future. The Matrix is, they went through multiple iterations where it always failed because human beings can't live in paradise. We need conflict. Yeah, we're fucked up. <laughs> what they did when they constructed the Matrix of the movie, uh, on that version of it, uh, Agent Smith said they recreated a, uh, a world that was at the peak of their civilization in 1999, just before the turn of the century. Oh, that's the peak of our civilization. Well, in 1999 it was, when the movie came out. And actually, maybe it still is, because look at what we're doing now. I was saying, look at yesterday. <laughs> so it looks like Smith was right. He, he was actually going to save us all along. <laughs> so, you go into the Matrix, and perception is reality. The Matrix is your reality in 1999. And they just keep restarting it. Over and over again, every time it fails. Yeah, but that's not time travel. Yes, because perception is reality. I will call that time travel. No, because if in that same token, you, there are people who get fucking bamboozled by VR sets and think they're falling off a building. That's not reality. Literally, they just fall uh, like two feet onto their floor and look like a jackass. That's different. How is that different? Because it's not time travel. It's a VR. You just said perception is reality. That's not perception. You know you're in VR. The Matrix, you can totally assimilate. Dude, there are people who fucking totally get fooled by that bullshit. Yeah, I've seen them dive into a wall and hit it face first before. See? So perception's reality. Then that doesn't work. (laughs) If I do DMT and I believe I'm flying through the fucking skies as an eagle, that's still not reality. That's my brain on DMT. But your brain on DMT, that's your perception of reality. That's your reality. It's my perception. It's not reality. It's your reality at the time. No. And how do you know? Have you ever done DMT? I mean, listen, all of you are here just to be part of my life. I'm the only one actually living. (laughs) So we're all figments of your imagination. Yep. I think you could have done better. I mean, I'm only so, so much creative, you know. It's the best I could do. <laughs> so we met, we mentioned uh, Avengers Endgame as far as lazy writing goes. Yes. I do think that was kind of a scapegoat, the easy way out for solving that particular uh, Marvel Universe issue they were having with Thanos. But that time travel that they did, I think out of most of the movies that you see in Hollywood doing time travel, this one, aside from the science, which there wasn't, it was magic. Because uh, there is none. It's the most plausible way to go about it. I don't mind time travel in movies. You know, I, I don't like when it's like, oh, we're going back in time to change something. You know, it, to me, that's just, it's, it's, it's bad story writing. Where if something like Interstellar or something where, like, he comes back and everything's aged, but he didn't, that's different. That's, to me, that's, yes, it is time travel in the sense, but I don't think it's, it's time travel uh, to where it's a bad story. I think it's more of just like a, you know, it adds to it. Now, in in the Avengers, it was 
kind, I guess kind of based on science. Uh, no. The Avengers go through the quantum realm to stop Thanos. Uh, but what I originally thought when I'd heard rumors about uh, time travel being involved, I thought they were just going to have them go back and stop Thanos, which is incredibly boring. But they realized that the multiverse is an issue. So you can't just go back and stop him because you're just going to split the multiverse. Your reality still exists. You just don't have to deal with it anymore. So what they did was they went back to all these other alternate timelines and just stole one of the stones. Well, was that the multiverse or that they just went back to different times in history? Uh, well, you could argue that it's both. Yeah, if you're going with your multiverse shit. To me, I watched that movie and I said they just went back to different time periods and picked up the shit. Right, right. But if they didn't... Here's my problem with the multiverse. You would have infinite, like, infinite universes. Which is what the theory says. You have infinite universes. No. Yes. Oh, bitch, we got one. It's this. It's why it's fucked up. It's why it's not perfect. It is what it is. Hmm. No, I disagree. I think this <laughs> is just one of many. And until proven otherwise, I believe that in this one, I am immortal. Oh, um, but Jerry, I'm pretty sure your body has proven that you're not immortal. It's trying to kill you. But I'm not dead, am I? Not yet. So until proven wrong, I believe this is the one where I'm immortal. Tell that to that chick yesterday. <laughs> this is not her multiverse. She she should have picked oh, a better one. God, is that too soon? <laughs> all right, so in Avengers, they go back in time. They steal all these stones. Uh, they come back to their present, and they put them all together, and they have their own their own glove their own gauntlet, and they just undo the snap instead of going back in time and mm. undoing what happened. So they, they, do it, they do it in their own time in chronological order so it doesn't, doesn't split, and they actually fix the problem. Yeah, so all these people don't know about four years in our life that happened. They don't have four years. They, they I guess, would not have aged. They just came, they, yep. Their dust came back together and formed them again. But now you get into other, like, you know, fake things of them just snapping and fucking billions of people arrive. Yeah, well, like I said, the science is shoddy in Avengers Endgame. Uh, but what really stuck out to me was the selfishness of Steve Rogers. About going back in time and getting married? Yeah. Why is that selfish? So if you go back to the first couple of Captain America movies, she had already moved on because he was dead. Yep. She got married, had kids, and all that. So he went and undid that whole thing. That's right. And they never gave that a thought in the world. You see how smug he looked on the bench at the end? Selfish. Fucking prick. <laughs> it kind of reminded me about Biden. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look like him at the end there. Yeah, 500 years old shit. I think as far as fucking around with a timeline, that they did the best there until they decided to just send Steve Rogers back. I think they totally blew their, their logics out of the water there. I wonder if they just, they, they were recording Infinity War and said, shit, we can make another one of these. <laughs> we need to figure out a way to do that. Well, fuck, time travel. Yeah. So now they're set up, because they got, what, 20-something movies? They've got movies planned out to 2040 or some crazy shit like that. Aren't they redoing the X-Men? Yeah, they are. Uh, Which I'm okay with. I grew up with the X-Men. I'm, I'm, I'll am i always watch that shit. Hopefully it's better than uh, First Class, that whole spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. The problem is they, they, they blew their load. They went too quickly. Oh, yeah, they, now, they pump know, one out every year or something like that, right? Oh, my gosh, ridiculous. I know that... Uh, X-Men originally had time travel in its storyline, but... Right, right. In the comics, you mean? Yeah. Uh, so what was... I haven't seen Days of Future Past since it came out. What was their purpose for going back in time, which they did not well, through science, through psychokinetic superpowers? Which is probably the actual... It makes more sense. Um, so they went back because... A scientist, I can't remember his name, created the Sentinels, and the Sentinels were just too fucking good, and they killed everything. Oh, that's Not right. Only they, if you follow the cartoons or the comics, um, the comics I wasn't as, I, in, I didn't dive into as much, um, but the cartoons, the, so they made the Sentinels, the Sentinels fucking wiped out and encamped or imprisoned all right. of the mutants, and then said, well, we need to turn on humans as well because they're fucking stupid, and they're not wrong. And then they wiped out the humans as well. So then, but in the in the cartoon, they go back in time like fucking a shit ton. Because what happens is every time they go back, they change something, and it something else. It's like <clears throat> it's a butterfly effect. No matter yeah. So no matter what they did, yeah. 
the end outcome wasn't good. Yeah, that's actually so another thing that, that you run into when you think about the logistics of time travel is now this kind of gets a little more, uh, I don't know, fate related. Uh, if something, let's say someone you know dies and you go back in time to fix it, they just die from something else because they're going to die anyway. Yeah, their, their soul was meant to die or whatnot. Right, right. So I guess that could be the way that you can avoid your multiverse conundrum. I don't really know how that would work. Uh, well, none of it works, Jerry. No, it does. It does. Uh, if you think now, we both believe in. I don't know if Jerry believes in karma. I believe he does. Yes, for I sure. believe in karma sure. a lot, and we also believe in luck. And we both consider ourselves extremely lucky. Yes. No matter what we look at in life, whether good, bad, or otherwise, it always works out in the end. And I know not everyone can see that, and people have shittier lives than we do. Uh Uh-huh. But hopefully, as long as you keep pushing forward, it always works out. True. But But that doesn't change the fact that the multiverse is real. (laughs) 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 On this line, I watched a... uh, what I it was a uh, I don't know how you pronounce it is it fo- fokumentary fokumentary oh, fake documentary yeah fake yeah let's just stick with that because we don't know those made up words it's a fake documentary I don't know when they were I don't know when they were big and who thought them up um, they should they should be murdered pretty gruesomely <laughs> uh, so I'm watching this and I'm thinking it's gonna go into Einstein and what Einstein thought about time travel and blah 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 nope it's fucking telling me we've time traveled already. Oh, shit. I didn't know. I must have missed that news. <laughs> and it starts going down the rabbit hole, and I'm fucking, you know, I'm getting catfished hard. Because it's, it's taken a very scientific route. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there going, this entire thing is complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> These motherfuckers. It brought me back to do... I was a big uh, Shark Week fan. Right. Back when it was real. Yeah. I think it's real again. I don't know. But they had that, uh, again faux documentary on the megalodon and i'm like there's no way they found the fucking megalodon and they have this whole thing about them finding the megalodon nope it's all fake those motherfuckers yeah when that started coming out there was one that really got me because uh they're really good at faking footage on that because they they know how to make it look grainy like someone just did it with a shitty cell phone and the one that got me, they they made one on mermaids. So I turn it on, and it doesn't. It didn't really have a disclaimer back then when they first started making them. It just it pop up. This is a documentary, and it's about mermaids. So I was thinking, yeah, the doc, the disclaimers at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching it, thinking it was just like uh, like a mythology documentary, and it starts showing footage. I'm like, no way, mermaids are real. And then I got like. 20 more minutes in, I was like, something right here. This doesn't make any sense. So I looked it up. Some bitch, it's fake. Yeah, that's where I was at. I was like half an hour in. I was like, this guy, I swear, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go back in time and murder you before you made this piece of shit. You're just going to get stuck in that loop. But the thing that they did in this uh, amazing piece of work was uh, the scientists kept going back in time to save their mother. And the first time she died from polio. Well, he goes back with the polio vaccine. Next time she fucking dies from suicide because her husband's never there. Next time she dies from a car crash. Next time she dies from fucking, I don't know, she offs herself again. And it just, no matter what they did, she kept killing herself. Okay. And I think the dad kept dying too. All right. So that that kind of speaks to that whole idea of you can't really change the past, which I think if we do ever end up making a time machine, we're going to run into that problem. And I've actually heard theories where if we do make a time machine, we'll never actually be able to go back in time further than the creation of that machine, which might explain your lack of uh, uh, time tourists. You know you'd have them. If you could. But that theory right there would totally explain all of that away. I also love in all of the time travel movies. Yeah. The What they think we're going to be wearing in the future. Again, I'm going back to Time Cop because it's Time Cop. And what they thought we would be wearing. They must think we're all like punk rockers or something. Like the shit that they that future humans are going to wear is just absolutely ridiculous. I agree. No matter how far into the future it is, I'm still going to wear jeans and a t-shirt. Didn't Biff in one of them pretty much have like a trash can on his head? Yeah, something crazy like that. <laughs> it was There was some bad, bad designs. Like I admit, fashion is always awful when you're looking at it outside of its own time. Yeah. But... No. Well, <clears throat> now we, we had touched on a little bit a couple minutes ago here about this whole infinite time loop that you can get stuck in. Yeah, yeah. 
with the uh, watch. Yeah, with a watch. So it actually has a name. Yeah, it's an infinite and loop, isn't it? <laughs> nope. It's oh. called a bootstrap paradox. Uh, I don't really know what? where that name comes from. Um, but one of the first movies that I'm sure you and I saw related to time travel that actually portrayed a bootstrap paradox is Terminator. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm Arnold and I'm fucking angry all the time. So Skynet uses uh, their own version of time travel in the movie. It's called Chrono Displacement, which I didn't know until recently actually had a name. I thought it was just some, some time travel that they didn't bother to explain. There's so many details in movies that I will never, ever care about. <laughs> uh, but the basic premise, if you haven't seen Terminator, again, spoiler alert, but uh, you should have seen it by now. Arnold's so Skynet, they, they use Chrono Displacement to send Arnold back naked from 2029 to 1984 to kill Sarah Connor so she can't get knocked up with the resistance leader, John Connor. Was he naked when he went back in time or the going back in time made him naked? Uh, for whatever reason, clothing can't go back in time. So I think that they, I think that the people tried to go back and just showed up naked. So a little inconvenient, but when you're a killer robot, it doesn't matter to you. No, it doesn't. But that, that created what they call a bootstrap paradox. This is when the action of going back into the past creates a situation that leads to you having to go back into the past. And in the case of Terminator, uh, John Connor sends Kyle Reese to protect his mother from the Terminator. Kyle Reese bangs his mom and turns out he's his dad. And that creates John Connor. I need to watch Terminator again. <laughs> the Terminator going back in time to kill Sarah Connor. Uh, by the end of the movie, Terminator loses. Uh, but he, uh, his severed robot arm is still left behind. And uh, someone from Cyberdyne discovers that arm, and that arm led to the creation of Skynet. So the, f the act of them going back in time created two things, John Connor and Skynet. Both things are the reason they had to go back in time. So it's just an infinite loop. That's why that one's called the bootstrap paradox. I guess it's got something to do with having to pick yourself up from the bootstraps, which doesn't work. Infinite uh, loop is so much easier to say. <laughs> I, I'm just using the scientific terminology. It's not scientific, Jerry. I'm struggling to say the scientific terminology. It's not even that bad. It's just right, bootstrap better, paradox. Better. You're struggling to say words. I understand. I have this problem <laughs> constantly. Uh, as, as I said, I am not a scientist or an English major. So that kind of sums up Terminator and the bootstrap paradox. Um, we, I know we had mentioned uh, Interstellar earlier. Yeah, I forget the premises of that one. Uh, so in that one, just a rough idea is climate change damages the earth beyond repair. They can't grow uh, crops anymore, except for corn, which, as you know, is a complete waste of space. It's awful for, crop, for the ground uh, as well, I believe. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, who in the movie plays Coop, he takes a spaceship to explore a wormhole. I think he has to go through the wormhole and explore three potentially habitable planets orbiting a uh, supermassive mm. black hole. And he decides at the end of the movie to dive into the black hole, but he unexpectedly lives, and he ends up in what is some kind of fifth dimension where he can communicate with the past. And they had plan A and plan B in the movie. Plan A was to save the human race. Plan B was to restart it. Plan A was never supposed to work. It was a political stunt. But by diving into this black hole, he was able to send messages back to the past where he came from that gave them the information they needed to actually make plan A work and not let everybody die. And that's how you end up at the end of the movie where they all live in these base tubes in space. It was, he was like trapped inside of like a box that was the outside of a room. It was weird. That's what I got out of that movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it actually looked like a scene from uh, it looked like a scene from Inception. That movie I have yet to see and want to see. I just haven't done it yet. What? You've never seen Inception? I'm not good. I have, don't watch that many movies, man. I love 90s. That's Stop the show right now. Stop everything. Nope. I gotta go watch Inception. Show's over. We'll be back next week when he right, watches Inception. All right, so I watched Inception. It was fucking amazing. I, can't, I don't understand how you've never seen that. <laughs> Not a clue what happened. Yeah, so Interstellar. Interstellar, this is your favorite kind of science. He jumps into a black hole, which you don't believe in. It's not that I don't believe in black holes. I... A, it took until 2019, 2020. Was it 2020 we had the picture of the black hole or 2019? Doesn't matter. 2019. And that that was in, uh, I think they called it M87. It was a supermassive black hole. Yeah. Uh, we took a picture of it and still blurry as fuck. So we, we, you know. It was very far away. That's fine. I understand. We have all these, this technology to look. We can see the radiation at the end of the fucking Big Bang, we know it's there. We know right. that what that is. Mm -hmm. Somehow, we can't compute where the center of the universe is, but that's another point. 
But when it comes to black holes, we have all these fucking crazy ideas of what they do. Like, you just get absorbed into it, you turn into nothing, it's pitch blackness, like, you, you could, it's a, it's time, you can time travel through them. Um, I think there's a differentiation between black holes and wormholes. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't believe in the time travel, so you can't time travel in a black hole. What I think ultimately has come down to is we've never been on a black hole, so we have no fucking clue. We can't test it. We like to have I'll, things. I'll give you that. We don't know, we don't know for sure what's there. All we... We can tell what the gravitational pull is, right? We can tell that gravity's doing something fucking yeah. wonky. Well, guess what? What is a black hole, Jerry? It is a very, very, very large star that burned out and collapsed in on itself. So it's an infinitely small and incredibly dense point. So all of this goes back into Einstein. I'm going to take everyone's brain. We're going to turn it into real, real nice goo real quick. So... Einstein, with all of his uh, space and time or fucking intertwined shit, is saying that it all worked except for one thing. I can't remember the scientist's name, but it was whatever scientist's name, singularity. And the fact is that if you look at a planet or a sun, the gravitational pull doesn't actually relate to the size of the sun. It relates to the singularity, which is like a smaller size of the sun right? It's what the sun turns into when it goes supernova and into a red dwarf. And that's the actual, to me, it's the mass of the sun, right? Because God knows what, how much of the sun is actually solid, I guess, is the word. It's not really solid. Well, that, that's where the whole gravitational forces come in. So we know how it works. So we can actually measure the mass of the sun by how it affects things around it. But so, and the guy you're thinking of is Carl Schwarzschild, by the way. Thank you. I knew it started with an S. Um, <clears throat> but so these, it, so when you have the this massive sun run out of fuel and collapse on itself because it has so much, so much mass, it mm-hmm. comes down to a point, a infantaneous point. That's not a word, but I made it up. Uh, it's tiny, 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 tiny. Yes. So actually, let's just use M87 for an example. The one that they took a picture of in 2019. Mm. So our let's let's just give you a perspective of the size of this black hole. Our Earth is 81 times the size of the Moon. Our Sun is 333,000 times the size of the Earth. And this supermassive black hole in M87 is 6.6 billion times bigger than the Sun. So we know we know it's there because of gravitational pull and the lights being sucked into it. Yeah. But I wonder. <laughs> Is it just have to do with the fact that we're looking on the, the the backside of it? And we just, it's so dark because there's no light hitting it, you know? No, because they can see how the light is refract, refracted around it. It's not that we can't see it. It's, it. It looks like negative space. Again, so to me, all of this comes down to we have all these fucking crazy ideas of how black holes work. When realistically, we have no clue because we haven't been able to actually play with it. <laughs> Which, thank God, because if we're going to be able to play with a black hole... It would be the one next to us, uh, you know, three doors down, but it ain't. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I think, uh, do you remember, I don't know what year it was, do you remember when the Large Hadron Collider came online? Yeah, I don't remember what year it was, but yeah. Uh, it was. There were a lot of protests about that because everybody was concerned that they were going to create a black hole on accident and just suck the earth in and destroy us. I mean, realistically, if it happened, you wouldn't even fucking know. Maybe, or... Or we wouldn't notice, and we just get popped out into the some other some other part of the universe. Well, you would know then, wouldn't you? Maybe because you'd be in that other universe. You'd be like, fuck. I suppose. Yeah, you look up, the constellations are different. Yeah, I doubt. I don't know, man. Many I don't know people about would it. look up and say, "Oh, the constellations are different." I think they'd look over and say, "That's a fucking Stegosaurus," <laughs> or "Holy <laughs> shit, New York City's gone." Like there'd be so many things. Uh, by the way, if I was to go back in time, absolutely go back to dinosaurs with a fifty cal, like, and just find something. <laughs> well, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> I don't want to kill him. I want to tame him. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we talked about a couple of these iconic movies and how they portray uh, uh, time travel. But one movie that I saw recently that took a totally different approach, which I thought was very good, apart from the typically terrible uh, sound editing, was Tenet. And if you've ever seen a Christopher Nolan movie, he doesn't really hold uh, dialogue in high value because he drowns it the fuck out every time. We all need to know and realize Jerry is a sound snob, okay? I try to make my audio sound as shitty as possible. 
<laughs> just to piss him off because he does all the editing currently. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself a sound snob, but considering where you're at, bullshit, you're a sound snob. <laughs> Grizz can't hear the difference no matter what microphone I'm on. And I'm certain that anyone no, who knows deaf. sound can listen to all of our episodes and realize how many different microphones I have used. I think we can recognize how many different microphones you use, but when you get into the higher spectrum, it, it doesn't matter. I doubt they can hear a difference between me and you. Yeah, you... Other than that, sexy as voice. <laughs> I don't sound anything like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. We don't need two of me. But obviously, like yourself, Christopher Nolan doesn't give a fuck about sound. He wants realism. I, That's why Bane sounded like, Gary, I'm going to do the rest of the episode like this. <laughs> it would drive me fucking insane. It would drive you insane. That I kind of like that voice. You just keep doing it. All right, I'll just keep holding my hand in front of my mouth. Sounds hot like you're talking through a gimp suit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Tenet, I actually like that movie a lot. You said you have not seen it, right? No, I have not. Again, I'm awful with the movies. I know. So, uh, basic premise, the protagonist who in the movie is literally called The Protagonist, is played by John David Washington. And I th he's been in some other things, but I think he's a pretty new actor. I, I haven't really seen a lot of shit with him in it. But the basic story here is the protagonist has to stop Russian Andrei Sater from starting World War III. Unbeknownst to him, Sater has access to some funky version of time travel. And it's a little bit different because you can't just pick a point in time and go back and do something. Because you have to experience time in this movie and the same speed, but backwards. So what it is in the movie, they have turnstiles. And they're set up on two sides of, I guess, the timeline. So you can't go back to a specific point in time. You can only go backwards from the current moment. And everything is moving in reverse when you're back in time. Which, okay. you, which you do by going through these turnstiles. In the movie, it was created by uh, some kind of side effect of nuclear fission. Uh, a nuclear fission reaction by some future scientist in the movie who killed herself. This was a Russian bad guy, right? Yeah, and actually, as I told you before, he found some of the first material for this in the rubble of Chernobyl. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Which was the motherland, now it's not the motherland, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what what is interesting in this movie is they can also inverse the what they call the entropy of a specific item. So they can take a bullet, which is one of the things they do in the movie. They take a bullet and reverse its entropy. So it's buried in a wall somewhere, and you pick up the gun that it came out of and point it back at the bullet, and the bullet flies backwards through time back into the gun. But it will still kill whoever's in its path. So if it killed someone when it was shot originally, it'll also kill someone, or it can kill someone when it's sucked back into the gun? That's right. So if it gets sucked back into the gun and you happen to be in the path, you're going to die. Well, that makes sense. Mass is still moving. That's right. But it's actually, it's a little more voodoo than that because the entropy is reversed. So it tends to react negatively with stuff in a straight timeline. So if you got shot in the arm, you'd probably still die because it's some kind of like a cellular damage poison type thing. It's, I don't know. It's still a Hollywood movie. It's hard to follow. I was going to say, uh, I'm going to have to watch this and then I will later episode shit on you completely. <laughs> it's a good movie. You should watch it. Uh, it's. I wish I could see it in in uh, theaters. It would have been much better. Actually, I was, that was a Warner Brothers one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. When I thought that would have gone straight to HBO, but I don't know. Whatever. I think that was done before that deal came out. Yeah, that may be. But Wonder Woman just had it, no? Yeah, but Wonder Woman. I don't know. We're getting sidetracked. Bad. Yes, we are. <laughs> so I don't nearly know what kind of um, I don't know paradox that would create in Tenet because you're moving backwards through time, but you're pretty limited on how you can do it. You know what I mean? I mean, listen. So the bad guy actually used it to send information to himself. Which is probably what the gist of people would do. And listen, anytime we try to go back in time, you're going you're gonna to be pretty limited. We'll go back to Time Cop. The whole purpose of Time Cop was so we could see Jean-Claude Van Damme kick some people. <laughs> I mean, uh, they came up with time travel and they said, listen, if we don't police this, we're screwed. It actually starts off with someone stealing gold from the Revolutionary War and the Confederates. But throughout the movie, he's going back in time and he changes shit. So normally he goes back to stop the changes changes in time, right? Later in the movie, he's actually making the changes, which, okay. <laughs> and you'd think if you spent 10 years going back in time and you kept going back and saving time, at some point there would have been an instructional video or someone or something would bring up the topic to you that you might come back and shit might be different. 
But every time he came back after he changed something, he was like completely baffled that shit changed. He's not very good at learning his lessons. No, no, not at all. Now, another one which I think was also a very good movie and was a totally different take on how this works is Edge of Tomorrow. Did you see it? No. Damn it, Andy, you haven't seen anything. I want you to, whenever you have a movie, right, just assume... I haven't watched it. Did it come out in the 90s? Nope. Didn't watch it. (laughs) No, this came out in, oh man, I don't know, somewhere between 2010 and now. It's that Tom Cruise movie with Emily Blunt. Oh, is that the one where they're like in uh, exoskeletons? Yep. Yep. Now, exoskeletons, I like. That's real. We made those. (laughs) Well, you might like the science in this movie. It's uh, some kind of alien magic time travel where he kills a specific type of alien and gets the blood on and in his body, and he becomes infected with this weird thing where every time he dies, he gets reset back to this specific point in time. Oh, yes, I've heard about yeah. this. Yep. So it's not like... It's like Groundhog Day, but modern. Yeah, yeah just, just actually same exact principle. He just keeps repeating the same day. But every day, he gets a little bit further into that day. So it's not like he's going back in time and creating all these causal loop issues. He just keeps starting the day over again. So he has the opportunity. Uh, Insanity. Yeah. He has this opportunity to figure out, I guess, how this time loop thing is happening and how to kill the aliens and save human race. So it doesn't have to deal with any of this nonsense science that you hate. It's real business with (laughs) alien voodoo magic blood. That's not real business. It's Hollywood. Same, same. Oh, all right. My bad. So I guess the bottom line here is that Grizz... Can't grasp anything to do with uh, modern science. And I can grasp plenty to do with modern science. Actually, on this line. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm diving down the Einstein hole hard, right? That rabbit hole, I'm just going. And I get into this video about uh, quantum entanglement. Mm, I'm a big fan of quantum entanglement. And one of the scientists is talking about this quantum computer he has right here behind him. And he points to this thing that's about the size of a, um, like if you've ever made beer before, one of the small beer uh, casks or kegs or whatever. Right. It's, like if you took four kegs and put them together, right? Yeah. It's pretty big. He says right here in this, I have the world's smallest computer. It's so, it's tiny. It's like the size of an atom. I was no dude, that's, that's fucking huge. It's like the size of four kegs. You can't call what's in it small if you need fucking something massive to to hold it. <laughs> this is what Einstein said? No, this was this other guy. Okay. I don't know his name. I didn't learn it. It angered me. Yeah. Uh, I know Einstein, uh, he wasn't a huge fan of quantum entanglement. He called it spooky action at a distance. Well, he didn't have any way to prove it. Right. That's why he didn't like it. Uh, much like yourself, he has to prove everything. Well, that's scientists in general, right? See, this is why we need to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on, so he can explain this to me because of my tiny little pea brain. <laughs> you have a dinosaur brain. It's not shocking. I got hit in the head a lot. Uh, since we're on the topic, quantum entanglement, that gets us into um, teleportation, which I would never, ever, ever do. Really? Really. What if, like, it was proven? I don't believe teleportation is a thing either. <laughs> I think that eventually we'll reach the point where we can. But... Let's suspend disbelief for a second here and say quantum entanglement leads to teleportation. You can get into a pod, you get beamed up into the ether, and you come back down on the other side. Okay. That is essentially suicide. Well, yeah, because you're going to have to break all your molecules apart or something. Yeah, it completely destroys your body down to the last atom and recreates you with whatever's on the other side and puts Mm -hmm. you back together as a person. Not only could your arm be coming out of your forehead, but that's not you at the other end. Yeah, it's an exact replica, and it might have all your memories and your thoughts and your personality, but you're dead. Well, how would it have all your memories and thoughts, but you'd be dead? Are you get, you, do you believe in souls, Jerry? Mm, I suppose to a certain extent, but the, your personality is based on your experiences, which are embedded in your mind. If you make an exact copy of your mind, who's going to know the difference on the other side? Yeah, but do we know how we remember things? You know what I mean? Is that a, That's not a series of molecules built up. You know what I mean? It's not like a computer. You can go in and be like, oh, right there. Got it. It is a connection of neural pathways in your brain. Yes. But it's not because of the way they're shaped. It's just your brain stores it. That's why I can't remember shit. Yes, your brain doesn't have any storage. Nope, used it all up. 
You have almost all of your brain devoted to fine motor skills, just so <laughs> uh, you can move. That's gross. Motor skills is not fine well, by, by any means. No, I don't... I wouldn't do it. Would you do it? Would I be the first candidate? Fuck no. But I probably wouldn't be the first <laughs> candidate for a lot of things. Now, single without children, that's another thing. But nowadays, no. Like we, like we brought up in episode two, would you go to an... If they said, hey, here's a planet that's habitable... If I didn't have wife and kids, fuck yeah, I'd do that. That'd be badass. I mean, it, whatever, if you die, or grow a third leg out of your ass or something. Well, sure, surely one of those things would happen. Yeah, the third leg. But no, no matter how many people go through it, I wouldn't do it because it is suicide. Now, I love how you're thing, so sure about that. Yes, I am 100% sure. But I tell you that time travel is fucking bogus, and you're like, oh, it's good. That's because time travel is safe. Oh. Teleportation is not. How is time travel safe? What, Jerry, what do you need to do to travel in time? We've been you over have this. To, you have to uh, travel faster than the speed of light. Okay, so what's the speed of light again? 186,000 miles per second. Okay, so in one second, you'd have to go 1,880, what is it, 87? 186,000 miles. So you'd have to go faster than that. Is there anywhere that you know of uh, which has a straight line that you wouldn't run into shit? No. <laughs> so, there again, time travel is suicide. No, no. If you're going that fast, you just phase through it. Oh, matter just moves out of the way for you. <laughs> now, there is one thing that I would do, since you're on the topic of do you have a soul. Uh, in the show, and I think book, Altered Carbon, you can download your consciousness into this little chip that gets implanted into your spinal cord, and it's you. So you're like just a copy of you, everything that is you. Your consciousness, I guess. And you can just switch bodies. I think they did that with, like, surrogates, too, didn't they? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, same principle. Uh, in this case, uh, actually, you might be able to get put into a robot body, but you can get put into a new body, so you can live pretty much infinitely as long as your, what they call a stack, doesn't get smashed. Because once that's smashed, you're done. That makes sense. Uh, what I do think is real, and I can't wait for it to happen, and I don't know how I would react, is the point where our... Uh, prosthetics are so good that people are willingly giving up good limbs or appendages or pieces of their body to replace them with upgrades. That I can't wait with wait for. And I we're, I hope we do an episode on it. That would fascinate the shit out of me. Uh, take my left arm off at the shoulder. Give me a new bionic arm with interchangeable hands so that I can either have my dinner fork or my <laughs> fleshlight or whatever, you know? <laughs> You're just going for your dinner fork? I love Fleshlight came second. <laughs> then the FBI agent would definitely find it, dude. All right, sir, give us your left arm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before that it would be terrible for me to lose both my legs in like a car accident or something. But at the very least, I'd be able to get those leaf spring legs and run at 40 miles an hour. It'd be fucking awesome. I mean, I like your positive uh, thinking. Yeah, this comes down to how we're both so lucky. We always stay positive. This is true. So yes, losing my legs would hurt like a bitch and it would suck. But I would have leaf spring legs. Yeah, but if you just volunteered for the surgery, you know, paid astronomical prices, I'm sure, for them to just lop them the fuck off, you, I doubt you'd even feel it. No, you'd feel it for sure. It would hurt. You ever have surgery before? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could feel it. I didn't feel it. It might be worth it, though. Because if they take my uh, legs and give me something bionic, they could push me up to six feet. I've... <laughs> nope, you're so screwed. <laughs> I would laugh my ass off. They give Jerry new legs. He's still at fucking five foot two. <laughs> gave him the short ones. Shit. Don't be spreading that misinformation. Fake news. I'm five foot nine. <laughs> He's five foot. Don't believe him. Uh, no, I, Jerry, I found in life, um, through talking to other people, I don't feel things. Whether in my body or outside my body, I, I just don't feel it. It doesn't happen. How did you end up with children then? Don't know. Just, I don't, told you, memory's gone too. You just bounce your floppy around till something happened? Yep. <laughs> well, Grizz, I think that about wraps up today's episode um if you hadn't noticed we decided to keep it light with the holiday season that's now behind us and uh some of the more heavy episodes that we had we decided something a little more fun was in order but uh why don't we head right on into beyond bastards this is as far as we can go on foot it's time to buckle up because we're going beyond bastards we got going on today and beyond bastards jerry uh just a few updates uh on the last episode i had mentioned that uh, julian assange was 
it's kind of it was up in the air about whether or not he was going to get extradited to yes, the United yes. States. And on January fourth, which was Monday, the release day of our last episode, uh, the UK declined extradition. They're not sending him here, so he's not being extradited to the United States. Good for him. Bad for Trump. <laughs> uh, Trump's in trouble right now, so I think everything's bad for him. Oh, my bad. Uh, but a lot of things happened in 2021 that are so now. So far. <laughs> yeah. So and 20. Sorry, I meant 2020, but also 2021 already. Uh, so 2020, a lot of things have uh, I don't know reached their peak, and they're starting to um, come to a conclusion this year. Mm. Uh, do you remember the 737 Boeing Max crashes that they had? Uh, briefly, yes. Why don't we explain? So. Uh, I don't remember when when it was in 2020, but they had some issues where Boeing's 737 MAX plane crashed randomly for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. And what it actually was was they had they had determined that the plane just wasn't good at flying. It had a tendency to nosedive. So they programmed this auto-correction feature into it that kept the nose up. But they didn't tell the pilots flying it. So if it malfunctioned, they had no idea how to fix it. <laughs> and that led, to, that led to some of them crashing. And... They went through a whole bunch of shit. They, re- they grounded all of their 737 Maxes, sorted it out. But now the Department of Justice is fining them uh, $2.5 billion and charging them with fraud conspiracy over the crashes. Man, our release date on the uh, Whistleblowers episode was perfect timing. It was. <laughs> now, That's crazy. we have these other issues where I guess you could call it a coup or an attempted coup. Uh, really... Yeah, I'm going to go with that. There was an attempted coup over the last day or two at uh, the Capitol building and the Senate. And that was what, uh, like the core group of Trump supporters, as he has slowly spiraled out of sanity. Yeah, it was all the the MAGA people. Yeah, Uh, I wouldn't say all of them, just the really core group that is thoroughly brainwashed. But uh, it's gotten to the point where we literally had people storming the Capitol building. Uh, four people are now dead, and Trump has been all, all but officially banned from every social media platform. I think he, they brought him back on, didn't they? I think it was just during the time they didn't want him inciting more violence. No, there were the a few. Fact that we were the the thought that we had to block the president of the United States from speaking on any th- platform because he might yeah. incite more violence. Yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Unusual, unorthodox. Uh, but, a little bit. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, and I don't, I don't remember who else. Actually, they implemented a permanent ban. Twitter oh, did really? a temporary ban until he took down his uh, insightful tweets. Uh, but now, as of today, there are articles of impeachment for him yet again. Yeah, eh, not shocking. They're just going to so, keep on pushing. Again. I'm interested to see where the, the next week brings us before our next episode. Yeah, I'm interested where the next 13 days are going. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll invoke the 25th Amendment and Pence will be our president for a week. You know, I, I, would you be that shocked at this point? Honestly, nothing is going to surprise me anymore. A lot of his people are, are jumping ship now. And he, not yeah. only Congress members, but also his cabinet are getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, a lot of his cabinet members, yeah, they've... Uh, They've resigned before anything else happens. Well, one of them was saying, like, he's changed in the last eight months. Something's different. Yeah, you can see that. Oh, absolutely. He's not the same president that he was when he entered office. I can tell you that. I would say a lot of it had to do with the election. I think before the the pandemic and the election. You know, listen, I'm not a big fan of him. Uh, And I lean right. But I'm, I'm pretty central. And he had some okay things, but he had some pretty outlandish things. But, dude, the past year for him is just like anyone who's, who sat in my position looked at him and was like, nope, I'm good, thanks. Like he, he swayed all of them to go left. So, you know what I mean? And, and now he's just acting like a child. He's acting like a teenager who lost the game. Yeah, he is. So, uh, on top of that, actually... I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about what the fallout will be with Trump directly. For one, I think he probably ruined his career with the way that he handled the end of his uh, his presidency. But if you recall, I think it was the end of 2019. No, it was, I want to say it was January 1st or 3rd of 2020. 
Trump ordered the assassination of General Soleimani of Iran. Yes. And I believe it was yesterday, Iran issued what is essentially their version of an arrest warrant for Trump. Because what they basically said was that once he's out of office, we're going to kill him. (laughs) So remember that whole thing we were talking about with karma and luck and everything? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he doesn't have much of it anymore. No, he burnt that bridge. Yeah, he did. Burnt it hard. Uh, but I think that's about everything that we have for updates regarding the show and, uh, I guess, our country right now. Yeah. Um, and next week, we are talking about a rat dystopia. And if that sounds strange to you, it's because it is. I have actually done some research on this a couple of years ago. I read the research paper regarding what they did. And as it turns out, human beings are exactly the same as rats. And this whole scientific experiment they did, it's like a mirror for human society, which just happens in cycles over and over again. We're just a brainless mob. (laughs) So I can't wait till next week when we can go over that one. So hopefully you enjoyed this one. It was a little bit more uh, lighthearted. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, spread the word, tell your friends, like us, subscribe us. Uh, add us on Facebook, you know, do whatever you can. Keep this train rolling. And you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else that you consume your podcast content. So go ahead and follow us, and you'll get updates every time we put out a new show, and you can enjoy the ride with us. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Bye.